Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah. Oh. Sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over a hundred casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. Eighteen plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hi, everybody. It's Chris here from the Gallagher Shots YouTube channel. Just to let you know, as always. This podcast is now part of the 90 Minute Football Network and proudly sponsored by www.pt-4-u.co.uk. Enjoy the episode. Hi everybody, welcome back to the Gallagher Shots YouTube channel and the All Smile Faces podcast. As you can see, I'm not with the usual lot. I am with three of the guys from War Flags. We're here to answer all of your questions. So we have Chris, Thomas, Ryan. How are you? It's not you, Chris. Hi, champ, you know. Absolutely fine. I'm a bit less tired than these two, like, because I've been away at uh, Munich during the week, like, so I had a nice relaxing week apart from work. But uh, I'm sure these guys have had a lot more fun than I like. So yeah, Thomas, you and the kid with the, the ginger skin. The ginger skin. He's got better tan than you, Thomas. I know, I don't know. Do so no, no. <laughs> so yeah, um, I just want to tell everybody, if you do have any questions, just give us a shout. We'll go through as many as possible tonight. Um, we will start with some of the questions which have been sent in from members of the Gallagher Shots YouTube channel. And I'm just, I'm not going to direct this necessarily at one ears. So if anybody wants to jump in and, and and answer it um that then albeit so this is something which has been mentioned a lot and, and thomas will start with you because i know you, you've mentioned this in the past and it's something which you i think if i remember right you've said that you are in favor of this so question from sean sona says that you've mentioned in the past wanting to get a winch system installed at st james's park to help you with displays has there been any talks whatsoever with the football club um Many talks uh, over the years, I think it's fair to say. Um, probably more us begging, would you say? <laughs> I, I think probably so, like, probably yeah, us begging the football club and, the, and them trying to be a little bit realistic about it. Um, I think they want it too. It's just a case of going through the right departments and, and hopefully making it happen. It's something we desperately want because it would just take us to 
a completely different level, wouldn't it? Like yeah, we think... we do so much, so many. We'd be able to do so many more displays that would just look absolutely class. So yeah, I well, think certainly after the end of like last season as well, like where we've we've kind of like probably reached a bit a bit of a new limit, I suppose. Like we've got to kind of look at diversifying the way we do things, and and certainly looking at that sort of type of display would probably put us ahead of a lot of teams in the UK, um, and and it would kind of take us up another notch, and and that's where we want to be able to go really, because then it just uh, gives us a bit more chance to. So put on bigger and better displays, I guess. Really. That's it. It's it's definitely something that we want. Like I say, it, it's it's just it's up to the club. It really is because um, it's their stadium. We've had people out before and sort of test the Gallagher and see if it's possible. In what way? Just to, like it's like weight, isn't it's it? It's to do with the weight of it, and well, how much right, how much can the roof hold and all this sort of stuff. And I think I could be wrong. I don't know if it's the case with the Gallagher end or not, but it's cantilever built, isn't it? So I think it, the way it works, it's like it, it kind of builds up holds it from the back and the top rather than like through the middle of it like you know when you go to Goodison and that you've got like pillars in the middle and obviously you don't have that at the Gallagher end or around, right. St. around St James I could be wrong they were saying the leases they were saying the leases wouldn't be an issue yeah because it's, it's a newer sort of roof Structure, isn't it okay. you know yeah so it's like a new construction heavy and, yeah but the the Gallagher's just a little bit more of a problem so it might it might be that we get it but it might be we might be limited to space but it's definitely something we want I know obviously Everybody raves and, and rightly so about the displays that we've seen, especially the most recent ones, right? But sometimes you look at the, the likes of the, the the overseas leagues, so the other European ones, so like Italians, Germans, and you think, if only we could do if, that. If we could pull something like that off. Uh, I think the main ones for us is Dortmund on a Champions League night. We'll look at that, and within minutes of the display going out, it's everyone's in the group chat. Have you seen Dortmund? It's mm. meant we need to be able to get to do something like that. But as we were saying for... UK-based teams were probably not blowing trumpets, but we're up there with some of the best in the country. Um, but now I would like to move on to more European-style displays. What is that? What is more European-style displays? I think so, we're, we're fairly limited. I think what we can do. Uh, uh, this with, is with some regards because for me, sorry, Thomas. Uh, like, no, for cool. me, like I think I personally love the use of pyrotechnics and that. I think it looks fantastic. It's yeah. intimidating. It looks great, and as long as it's controlled, it can be fairly safe. I mean, some football clubs have actually used pyrotechnics on the pitch and hit fans, like with the Wolves game against us. So, you know, like it's quite ironic, really. Nice, um, yeah. But, yeah, I mean, obviously the, the football clubs have got to really assess that and make sure they've got sort of trusted people who can use pyrotechnics, but I don't foresee that being an option, to be honest, it, for it, a long, long time. It's, a, it's, a, it's irritating in a way because clubs still use pyrotechnics. It, one of the worst ones I experienced this season was Norwich away, and that's because the club did a, a display on the pitch, right, and the okay. smoke just blew right into the away end, and it was similar, just, similar to the and, that, and that was the and that was the club that did that. So you know, it's it's so I think definitely the pyrotechnics is one th side of it. One thing that you see um, around Europe is quite choreographed, isn't it? Yeah, I don't think we'd be able to do that. Mm. You know, when people have rocked out the pub at ten minutes before kickoff, I don't right, think they're going to be able to come in and sort of. Do a do a display where you've got to turn the card over and all that. Do, do you think the difference between that is, is probably it's culture, isn't it? culture yeah, of, yeah, of yeah, English yeah, football? Yeah, yeah. Like obviously, it's all about going to the pub. Yeah. We don't. We like, don't want it. And stuff we don't. That. We really want to. We're very cautious to not to force it. Yeah. We want to do things that we know people would be happy to get involved in and all that sort of stuff. And um, yeah, it's taking it one step at a time. We have <laughs> set like a really high bar now from that Arsenal display. Mm -hmm. um, you have. Uh, which we'll blame certain people in the group for, but uh, <laughs> Graham, uh, but uh, it's um, we've, we've, we've got a lot of work to do, a lot of thinking to do ahead of the new, ahead of the new season, like so. 
where, where does it go from that though? So so where does it go from that Arsenal game? Because it was ridiculous as, as a despair. And obviously everybody saw building up to that moment. Obviously starting the Gallagher moved to the East End, lasers level seven at one point. So it was a gradual work to get to that. Were you just testing those areas first? Was it was a overall picture full ground? But you had to test each section one by one. I don't think we're specifically kind of set out to test each stand, but it, it kind of just worked that way. It, it, it naturally evolved that way. Um, we did try different like stands to see what the take up was, and actually, I think we're seeing that there was probably a lot more take up in some of the other stands, and arguably the the Gallagher at times. Um, and because of that, it, it kind of developed a confidence within the group that we could mm. extend further, we could do different things. And um, and naturally, it kind of evolved. So once we did, if you like, try all the other stands, which wasn't like sort of um, first objective, if you like, once we did do that, though, it kind of set the path for us to be able to do that. And, and once we seen that, people were taking it up. And I think Man City was a key game for that. When ah, that was huge. The end yeah, of the game. It was towards the end of the game, and like people were waving flags totally sporadically. You're and like, down. Yeah, and I think that just set the, the precedent, didn't it? It was like right, people actually want to want to get involved with this. I think as well, we just we needed something new every game. So this that something new was a new stand. Was a new stand, wasn't it? And yeah. that's kind of the way we went about. We kept just getting bigger and bigger and bigger as the season went on. Probably not realizing that we were setting a ridiculously high bar for ourselves. I think as well though, the Arsenal game, it was a special game, almost like a celebration for the end of a season that was just unbelievable and one we'll never ever forget. Whereas that'll never we can't do that every game. And I think people know that, yeah. you know, we'll go back to maybe it's even just the Gallagher or, you know, just going yeah. back to waivers and the seats and stuff like that. But at the end of the day, as long as it contributes to the atmosphere, then it's working. And it, it, it's something which people have mentioned all season, if, even even last season, I would say the likes of Wolf Flags have contributed massively towards the, the atmosphere in St. James's Park. Something which I know every single home fan of every single Premier League football club will probably say the same. It's it's pretty flat at times during a home yeah. game. It, it always has been. But since war flags have came back, since obviously the ownership changed, Ryan, it's, do you still look at these displays afterwards and think, shit, we've done this? Aye. Uh, people always say, like, when you're at the match, it must be meant to see that. And we're like, well, we don't get to see it until afterwards. So everyone else in the stadium, they get to see the display they get a lift off it, and then it's not until maybe half time if we can get something through on the phones. You look on the chat, and someone's put a picture, on and that's when you actually see how it's turned out. Mm. So, we just usually do the display, pack up, go and sit in my seats, and we don't know how it's went until we can see for ourselves. Yeah, yeah. The, the Arsenal game was probably one of the times that we could see it. Yeah. yeah. You know, with what was going we were most of us were in the Gallagher, weren't we? With yeah, the big banner, with the big and um, obviously. We were getting it up, and I remember trying to sort the poles out on the banner with, uh, with one of the lads, Dan. The and and I turned around and looked at the leases, and I, I, I hit Dan. I got seeing that, couldn't believe it. Like, and then when the display was done, we literally, like, the groups that we were in, we all hugged each other. Yeah, I think we'd scored a goal because we, like, the, the work that went into it was like, it was absolutely unbelievable well, to see it work. I put, I put a tweet out, I think it was the day afterwards, and, and I said that. It, it was lush to see a couple of lads from from War Flags like in that moment afterwards. And it was Ryan that that walked past me, and he just caught me eye. Then he just looked as he went, "We fucking did it!" And then he's hugging me, and, and like, yeah. um, who else was there? Was Johnny as well? Uh, he was there just hugging everybody as well. And and that for me, to to see the 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 excitement and 
and the pride in your face as well oh, at that man. moment, it was just as good a display for me because obviously I know the, the hard work that goes into the displays as well. And like that Arsenal thing, the display, I was in there for four hours on the Sunday to help you out, just doing the final things. And everything was basically done. Yeah. But from the Friday night, you were there. I think that's the thing though. And, and that, that's something that you kind of just touched on. Like it got to a point on the Sunday where I think it was about roughly midday, maybe it's two o'clock in the afternoon, something like that. And there was a bit of concern in the group about not being able to get it done in time because we had the biggest stand left to do at mm. that point. And a few of us had like personal issues that we had to go and attend to right. and stuff. So it was a case of like, get everyone on the phone that you know. And, and thankfully, like people managed to get people left, right and centre to come in. And people like yourself just came along to volunteer to be to, to help and get us through it and get us over that fine, like finish line, if you like. I think it's a relief. Like, so what people probably don't consider is when the, the, the display is happening or when it's come off, it's a relief for us because like for that 20 minutes before every single display, it doesn't matter how well versed we are on it, the way our United Surfer, we've, we've used that dozens of times now, but every time we use it, we're worried. Nice. Every single time we think, mm. what kind of balls us up? Yeah. So like when it comes off every time, there's that sense of relief and like that's part of the celebration as well. It's just... So so speaking about that flag, the the, the thing and, and the moment I was worried with that server flag was the Sam Fender concert. When that was making its way around the, the side of the Jordy, Jordy Pride, Pride one, Pride. yeah, Jordy Pride yeah, one. So yeah, yeah. when that was making its way, and there was just a big gap yeah. coming, and I was thinking they need to start pulling that flag in soon because I thought somebody there was a lass up on, I don't know who it was, but she was getting dragged up towards the back of the stand as well. I thought <laughs> she's going to hit the decks. <laughs> it can be quite deceiving, like because it, when it's when it's spread out, it's it's obviously quite light. You know what I mean? Because everyone's just like, it's a thousand hands might be holding this banner, so it's not too bad. Many many hands bit like work and all that. But like it, it can like drag you the, the the momentum of it. Like we've had it with the particularly the with the We Are the Mags one, the massive one. Mm. I, I remember down. the first time we did that in the Gallagher's, I was running upstairs trying to hold the corner as went up, and I fell between the seats because I got dragged. The and then force. all of a sudden I got pulled into the air. I'm out of sixteen stone. I got pulled into the air by this flag. The force was is unbelievable yeah. on that flag. Like when you're trying to hold, I, I did it for the the Liverpool game mm. and I was at the back of the Leeds trying to hold onto it. Jesus. It, then it just launches down, doesn't it? Yeah, and when it drops, like obviously you can see how quick it drops. And it's just the whole when we do the plan for it will be like right, so many at the bottom, so many in the middle. You have a runner up either side. And if you're on the runner, you've got to go from bottom to top, hold it at the top, and then back down to carry it away. So by the time you run up and you run down, and then you've got the weight of it to well, drag the way I've, it's got I've to witnessed go. it first. I was you lads know my seat is is at the front of the Gallagher where the, the platform walkway is where obviously all the flags are normally positioned at the front yeah. and seeing people cling on to that flag for, for their own life, dragging it back, trying to bring it back into to in line with the, the stand. It is mental. The first game where I've done the surfer flag, I tried to make a venture into the East stand and there was a couple of were stood with the bottom of the flag and we had were feet on the concrete walkway of the banister, just trying to stop it going around. And I've just had that much resistance on it. Was like, no wonder it gets ripped all the time. Is this, is this going to hold or not? <laughs> is is there a plan in place for worst case scenario? So if that server flag was to just keep on going, is there a plan in place? Nah. Nah. It's, we'll deal with that at the time. Yeah, yeah we'll, 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 we'll deal with it after. Because there's been a few times it started wandering. Like, oh, yeah. There's nothing we could do about we, it. We quite enjoy, enjoy it when it does do that to some degree because it's just the natural 
We're just stood there laughing. Right. We're not, not going to go over and laugh. There's it. a moment we have seen seen Dan like see it drifting the scene, and he just goes, "Let it go, <laughs> just let it go." That's just Dan anyway. That's just Dan with any display. He's probably shouting that, and we're all probably chasing. The <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. I'll, I'll go back through some of these questions. Yeah, um, this one is from Mike. That says, "How easy was it to get permission from the previous uh, ownership to get this started compared to the current one?" So, in regards to the displays. Thomas, does a club basically say you just get on with it? Do you have to run anything by the club, either previous ownership or current ownership? Um, I'll start with current ownership. We we have a lot of trust um, built up with with people in the club, so we we do tell them what we're doing, just for you know for health and safety reasons and all this sort of stuff. We tell them what it's going to be like, mm. kind of what the design's going to be, but every time it's just class. Them. Yeah. you know there's there's never any pushback to be honest there was never much pushback before the takeover when we were doing displays we'd kind of just let them know what we were doing i think after the after the kevin keegan display when we did the quote that's yeah. when it got a little bit uh a little to, bit feisty had to send off exactly what exactly what we were doing and get that okay how before. like they, they had they got stewards in to watch us mm. whilst, whilst we were making the displays and all this sort of stuff um, but we've always had a very, very good relationship with everyone in the club, haven't we? we we've, you know, like like Lee Marshall's helped us massively. Yeah. Um, you know, the security guys there um, have just been unbelievable. So it's it's a lot better now with now that the takeover's gone through. Um, just because uh, everything's better than now that the takeover's gone through. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it was never it was never that difficult beforehand. Um, they, they were always really supportive of us, and they, even even when we decided to stop doing displays, they were very happy when there was a rumor coming out saying that we might come back. You know, when we had Man City at home in the cup, yeah, and and uh, we, you know it was a, it was a, an FA Cup quarter final at yeah. home. It's like you're desperate just to do something for that them. That was during so the even, even then, they were like, like they were they were hearing the rumors that we might come back, and they were they were absolutely yeah. with it. So they they they've always done as much to help us as possible. Whilst obviously, I think realizing at the time under Mike Ashley that um, they were probably a little bit wary that we mm. might have just um, stepped over the mark a yeah, little bit. Yeah. Well, not even stepped over the mark, but saying something that the ownership wouldn't be just gone with, yeah. like gone really abusive or yeah. something like that. Then I think there was that little bit of caution mm. there from them. At the end of the day, like the, like I think we've all got to remember that most people in the club are, are fans, just like us. Yeah. They probably share the same emotions and feelings, and some of them probably even stronger because it's their bosses at the time when it was Mike Ashley, and, and obviously it's the new bosses now. Yeah. Um, so there was a little bit of caution. Like at times they were kind of like, what he is doing, like it's not going to be too much kind of thing. And you know what, we did have to have, it wasn't like an argument or anything like that. It was just a, a discussion around it so that we could kind of make sure that we weren't overstepping the mark. But we always did have messages behind it, didn't we? All that, there was always a hidden message yeah, in there, there absolutely. There was a hidden message in there. And I think we kind of, we're, we're mastered our way around that at times. Like, And I think that was probably thanks to some of the elder heads in the group, like to, like kind of taking the reins a little bit and seeing like how we allowed to think about this. And like thankfully we come up with creative ways of saying what we wanted to say, but not making it too obvious basically at the time. Mm -hmm. Another question, and this is from Stu, who wants to know a bit about behind the scenes of war flags, well, how everything's done. Um, so the likes of the process to, to get the, the flags made and things like that. So for people that don't know, it's predominantly uh, you are based on WhatsApp, really. Um, yeah. everybody's including the WhatsApp group. How many people are in that WhatsApp group at this moment in time? I would say the main group is about 30 to 35. 
Um, we have just added. If you just go on your WhatsApp, it tells you at the top the number of participants in it. Grand Arroway, I was about to count. Uh, name. <laughs> I was literally going to count them individually. It's 34. Count three. 34. Um, so we'll all put our ideas in and then we'll say, right, that's good or we need to change this, we need to change that. Um, are, are you just brutally honest with each other? If right. somebody comes up with a stupid idea, again, that is absolutely usually him. We are far too honest with each other. We are almost we're borderline brutal. <laughs> Get abusive. Um, Heron's trying to come up with something, and we're like, Heron, that sounds absolutely dreadful. And he goes, Right, I get a bit of paper, man. There's like 25 little stick men stood across the bottom of little spreadsheets. <laughs> spreadsheets are out to tell me where we need to be and who needs to do what. And it's like, Heron, just wind it a bit, will you? Are you a fan of a spreadsheet? Oh, oh he loves a spreadsheet. Absolutely loves one. We've had all sorts of papers dogged. They're not spreadsheets. He hands, <laughs> it, he hands his missus a spreadsheet when she gets up in the morning. <laughs> daily routine. <laughs> so, so there's 30-odd people in the main group. Then is there another group for likes of volunteers? It was and things just like this. Back end towards the season when we started doing the more stands. We're like, right, we're going to need not even, not even just more <laughs> volunteers on to help prepare but it's also people we can trust in different places on a match day because the majority of us all sat in the Gallagher so if you've got something going on in the Lisa's end you need someone over there who you can trust and who knows what the crack is so mm. we'll have the side group where it was like the Arsenal game on that Sunday where like look we need extra hands uh, put in the group can anyone come in and help and as was said before people came in brought friends with them whoever and we managed to get it done People have been very forthcoming across the season. So there's um, there's a there's a Arsenal partner, I think, uh, Gemma. Yes, they, they're in level seven, and um, they've like offered the help, and they've been very supportive of what we do, and they've even put their own financial sort of outlay into it just to try and get something kickstarted up there, like aside from more flags and just kind of replicating what we're doing, and that's been a massive help to get things kickstarted up there. And it's just across the whole stadium, there's there's different people now coming out coming out the woodwork, kind of thing, and say, oh yeah, mm. we're happy to get involved because. I think they can just see that the benefits of it all really it's it's becoming a bit infectious so to speak yeah i, I think obviously the, the the preparation that that goes in everybody admires at, at that point where obviously everything's all set up everything's ready to go looking at the arsenal game honestly there's, there's, there's not enough words to, to explain what that looked like and every single part of the ground had something different going on as well and that that was the magic thing about it do you feel as if that you're at the point now where you're scared? I know it's not a great word to use, but but a bit scared in case you not let the fan base down in regards to a display. But you feel as if you would hate for fans a lot and go, ah, it's not as good as that one. It's not as good as that one. I think that's probably going to be natural. Isn't that's it? going to happen. I think now, it's right? natural. I think I think we we really did bust the boat out last season. Um, and I think once once it starts settling down again, and you know we get back to just doing normal displays, I think people recognise that it, it's a lot of hard work. Yeah, like that was that Arsenal one was serious graft. You were in five days, I think, before yeah. the game. I think I did four. You were probably the same. I think I was in the five. With I say that like that's it's brutal. That like I had to bring me misses numerous times mm. so that I could actually say she loves it. To be fair, but it, you know it's like. It, it does take it, so we can't do that all the time. Yeah. I think people will realise that eventually. Yes, there are, you, you'd love it, you'd love that to be every single mm. game. It's just not possible. But I don't think it needs to be. I don't think that is needed every single game in order to to win a football match. It, it would get boring. 
It would get become uh, a gimmick. Yeah. It yeah. would become uh-huh. a gimmick at the end of the day. You're trying to just get the right message at the right time. Like the first game of the season, we'll probably do something big, but then the second one we have the season, we probably won't be as big. You know, it just mm. it, it depends on the moment, doesn't it? It depends on the size of the game, and that changes throughout the whole season. Yeah, of course. Um, I'm going to go through some of the questions which have been sent in while we've been um, live as well. Um, this one is from Matthew. That says, um, "I'll come to you, Ryan. What's the furthest physical distance gone to make a display happen?" So whether that be design-wise, picking flags or whatever that may be. But let this I know man, Thomas had a since he, he never, ever, ever mentions it on anything he does. I'm just, sat, on, here with it. I'm just sat here with a smug look. You know? <laughs> I think we've got a well, pre-recording of this, I'm, right? I'm, I'm, sure, I'm sure Johnny might be watching this at the minute and he's as smug as anything right now. never mention this, by nah, the way. No, nah, I'd never, never, ever bring it up. Um, so tell me the story. Well, going to Poland. Yes. Yeah, so obviously driving to Poland because we didn't have that long to... I know, I'm just going to get abuse here <laughs> off these two. Um, I, yeah, driving to Poland. I think I think most people know about that now. It so was that, just, was, that, that was that was definitely the furthest we've travelled. Where fans donated and the names were on the flag. Is that, was that yeah. that one? The best, the best one more recently was the David Kelly display. Yes. Okay. Well, let's right. talk about so that one. That's, <laughs> right. So that, that, that one was mint. So we let's say we misplaced the first version of the, of the, of the David Kelly flag. No idea how. Um We'll just blame people taking them home. <laughs> so, <laughs> so basically, we had we were going into the bank. It was the Leicester game was a bank holiday weekend, wasn't it? Yes, it was right? Easter. It was Easter weekend. weekend. So on the the Thursday night, we realised we didn't have this flag. The game was on the Sunday. So who realised? Was it one me, me, me and Graham? Uh, me, me and Graham were in the. Okay. We we're going through the cupboard and we just couldn't find it. So, um. We got in touch with some flag companies. Eventually, one got in touch on on Twitter, agreed to make it. Um, and he was based somewhere down south, wasn't he? It was just outside of Slough. Just outside of Slough. So anyway, um, one of the lads in the group, Mac, he lives down near Peterborough. I think it's about an hour and a half from Peterborough. Is he? So anyway, he went to pick the flag up from this bloke, drove it to Peterborough train station, Mm -hmm. where we'd been DMing. LNAR to see if they could bring it up on the train for us. Did they um, offer first? Did they come forward first? No, I, I, I DM them because right, okay. we were desperate. So um, I know. Sliding in LNAR's DMs. But they were they were absolutely class. Like um, so there was a lad who um he was like a manager and he works, he lives in York. He's a Newcastle fan, but he lives in York. Mm. He finished work in York, he got the train down to Peterborough to pick this flag up from Mac. Got the train up to Newcastle, right? And then was traveling back to York after he'd given us the flag. Me and Ryan met him at the train station. Had a little bit of time to spare, so we took him over to the stadium, just like you know to, to see. Then got the flag out and all that sort of stuff. But that that was just mint. Like that was just people just going way out of their way to try and help us just to get a bloody flag up here. Big thanks to Colin like, and Cameron. Uh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Cameron on social media yeah, was, on was social unreal. Media and it was, and it was just, uh, that's right. And it was just unbelievable. He, he was taking photos of the flag sat in first class. and all. It was just, so that, this season was the, probably the furthest we've we've gone to, yeah. like, like ridiculous to try and get a display sorted, but we needed to because without that flag, it would have just ruined the display. Yeah, the thing is now as well, I think there are quite a few people out there who are like quite willing to help, like in the in the fan base, or they've got connections or they know people, so you can quite instantly mm. get help. Amount of times we've been on with UPS or UPS, DH, uh, DHL and all that. That was first game back, wasn't it? The UPS one. Aye. So yeah, there was a recent one that that was stuck in Germany, was it? There's been twice, twice it's been stuck in Germany. The first game back was a Tottenham game when. 
Or so... blaming Brexit on that. Aye, it, it is. It is. <laughs> it, really is. it really is. It actually is. Aye, it's, yeah. uh, it's it's a nightmare for us because we try to leave things till the very last second, don't we? Well, like, as a group, we're not as organised as well, it's not, it's it's not just that. We can't be though, can't we? Because at the end of the day, what we've always said is we like to play on how the fans are feeling. Mm-hmm. So in theory, we could sit down as soon as the fixtures come out and say, right, first game's this, second game's this, third game's this. But then you wouldn't get some of the stuff like we've had this season. If we sat, if we have sat down as soon as the takeover happened and says, right, this is what we're doing every game, we would never have said, right, we'll have a Joe Linton flag. It would never have, ever have happened. I don't think the St. Maxman display wouldn't have happened. So it's nice to, it's playing on the feelings of the fans at the time, but then it's also the problem of, Right, we need to get this made. We need to get it sent over. We need to get to the ground, set up, and whatever. So with the the, the same maximum display, that that was another one that that came out of nowhere, really, in regards to fans saying that in the ground. But obviously, Chris saying didn't have the, the the best a couple of weeks prior to that display. A lot of fans, I wouldn't say turning on him, but being quite critical of, of his performances on the field. There was that just an idea. I went right. We need to get behind this this player. Yeah, and do this. Was yeah, it was exactly. we decided. It was debated within the group a bit, wasn't it? To be it, fair. It, but do you remember what was the game before Wolves. that? And, and and the fans he, started chanting his name. He was sat down it, in the it, corner. It just picked them up in the corner. Yeah, and he, it just picked them up. And he'd done it, the turn. He gave it to Jolin, and Jolin won the penalty. We won one nil. So it's just that you know, just giving giving the lad a bit of backing, man. Like Christ, essentially. Yeah, as much as we can get involved in. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, some players need to rock it up. Oh, some Eddie Howe loved it, didn't he? And Eddie Howe loved that because I Absolutely think he's seen it. there was a hit. Well, it was his words, wasn't it? There was an intelligence in what we had yeah. for it. You know yeah, I mean? that's what and he said. Aye. To be honest, that's quite a high thing for us to hear, like mm. from the manager to say that, like to say that it was an intelligent display is, is a different dynamic to what we've had previously because fans are generally associated with passion and, and all that. But to, to be informed, to be intelligent in that sense, it was it was a great like compliment. He, he did he did give the ball away in thirty seconds. Though. <laughs> <laughs> it's because he was still thinking about the display. Yeah, and he was just that, in awe. That's what it was. Yeah. Just with reference to that, like the last question as well. Um, there was actually one display which I think was the Brentford display. And correct me if I was wrong, but we had a banner oh, planned yes. out which was starting Eddie Howe's first game. Oh, when he had COVID. Yeah, he got Eddie Howe had COVID, so we actually had the change all the plans literally on that night before the game or whatever. And they were it was people were in until what two o'clock in the morning? Two o'clock in the morning, I think it was, or three o'clock in the morning. So I was like literally working all the way through. That's what was that this is our house, this is Newcastle one. Because me me and dad tweeted it. It was meant to be Eddie House, Black and White Army, which we did against which we'd done the following game when he was there. But when me and dad tweeted this is our house, this is Newcastle, we were sat on the ground thinking, right, what can we do now? That that's it. That works. That's what we've got to do. So just because because you you mentioned the likes of, of Eddie Howe and the ownership there, he's actually got to, to meet them as well as the playing staff as well on the Saturday prior to the the Monday night game against Arsenal. What was that like? Did, did that just come out of nowhere? Pretty much. That's pretty much. Right. It? Yeah. it was Eddie Howe's idea. Oh, was it? Yeah. yeah. He 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 said he wanted he does things to motivate the players from time to time, and this was just the next one on the list to, to get people in. I think it was an absolute masterstroke. Like, I, like, I oh, can't genius. speak high enough of it because obviously yeah. it was great for us. But from when you think, when we look back at it now, he had given us like a carrot leading the donkey, so to speak, like, because it was like, we were doing the display anyways, but for him to do that, give us that extra bit of fight to say like, we've got to get this done. We've got to get this nailed. And like, when it obviously all came off and 
it was quite noticeable. I think that the Arsenal players looked like they didn't know what had hit them. Mm, they shit, I think they shit themselves, mate. Like, no, they absolutely really do. did, I think. And, and like, it just played a masterstroke because Newcastle just in the stands and on the pitch just absolutely battered them. I think, albeit the score might not reflect that, but 2 0 at home to a Champions League side for a club that was rock bottom. But, but with, with Christmas time, with that, Ed, with going to meet them, like, obviously, it really did mean a lot to us as fans, like, mm-hmm. like little kids, when we it was stupid. It was it was very surreal. You get very giddy, don't you? Know, oh, proper. Aye, aye, very much so. But they were absolutely sound. Eddie Howe came and spoke to us for like twenty minutes, didn't he? Like aye. he just, just he was just genuine. Like well, how well, much work he was saying he does. Like because someone asked him, like, have you been out and about? Have you have you been to see the he place? Hasn't been anywhere, has he hasn't he? been anywhere. Mm. He hasn't been any. He's just been working. He barely sees his family. Like, and it's just unreal. Um, was it Andrew asked him? Uh, how did how did he get John Joe Shelby to run? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and he liked that one, but uh, he said what well, he said was a lot of hard work or something like that. Yeah. But uh, it was just it was just absolutely class. And like, then the players came out and and we got that group photo with them, and they were just so with the group class. photo. Was there any arguments about who was going to stand near who? Nah, nah. Did you get near Chris? Sorry? Which player were you, you and you? I was next to Dan Byrne. Dan Byrne, okay. Big lads at the back. Big lads at the back. Like a school photo. Aye. Did <laughs> you have Thomas? I had Miggy. Miggy? Aye. All right, okay. Yeah. And you've probably seen on Twitter with oh, Fernandez yes. and his hand oh, on the leg. Oh, he's touching you, isn't he? Yeah, <laughs> that's right. I was feeling him up. Twitter, I was just relentless. Uh, you Twitter. got absolutely rinsed on, on, on Twitter. You got... Jack Holbach was back in everything. I've had that a couple of times. <laughs> that was it, honestly, it was it was it was proper surreal. Did any of the players Great, like man. like have a chat with you in relation to, to like thank you for the speech? Did, actually, did yeah. any player say why have I not got a flag yet? No, no, no one did. Ask. No, no one did. Uh, well, all got the cells, the cells did say something like for the for the entire team basically, mm. and you know that's kind of where you saw his captain side of it, and he he just thanked us all for the displays. He said in his time, it's like. He, even he can see a major, major change in the in the atmosphere and stuff like that. So it was just, yeah, it was a surreal day. Um, we obviously really appreciated it. We didn't want it. We didn't ask for it. They mm. asked us, and it was just, it was, it was still class to do. Like, there's there's a lot of things recently that have come up like that where we, we do debate it in the group because we don't want to be seen to be taking the perks when it's the fans that funded the fans that have helped us volunteers like yourself yeah, and all that's that. It. So it's it's striking a balance where like we don't be seen to be taking the piss basically. Yeah. Um so there is always that debate when these sort of things come up. But I think in within the group and you can correct me if I'm wrong, tell us tell us your honest opinion. But like I think a lot of fans would like to like for us to take them opportunities up because I think a lot of people respect what we do a lot. You've earned it, man. They say that we earn it. Do you know what I mean? So like, I think that's the debate that we have in the group, and and sometimes we're kind of are on the edge of saying, "Oh, should we do it? Should we not?" But I think we generally just take up these options now, don't we? Like, do, um, yeah, I mean, we, we try to divvy them out as well. Like that's that, that's that recently with the Sam Fender stuff and all. Yeah, that this is it. It's it's it is a bit surreal. We Heron's totally right. Like we, it, you get a bit embarrassed, don't you? Yeah, yeah. That, that you don't feel like you should be accepting it because at the end of the day, what we do do is like with the flags, it's still a very privileged thing, mm-hmm. you know, getting access to the stadium and all this sort of stuff. It's, it's still, it, that alone is very like, it's such a privileged thing. So we do try to strike the right balance, but we really don't like, I've said this before and on other things, like the, the most genuine people in the group, you've met them, Chris, mm-hmm. most down to earth people who just love the football club. Like they're not, they're not, 
in this for the wrong reasons at all, other than to just help the atmosphere. So especially Graham, I've got to drag him kicking and screaming. Oh, oh Graham, Graham's too. He doesn't like it. He do, honestly he doesn't like going to these things. It's like when when me and dad wanted to meet us. Mm. Um, literally come. five Graham didn't come really? Graham's one leader by the way yeah. for Graham people that don't Graham's one leader and Graham was the one that done a couple of things for ITV I, I want to say ITV. he was yeah. on that he was on that waxer um, yeah on the video yeah. yeah and um, Graham was Graham's like like I say he's one leader but he just gets too embarrassed by stuff yeah. like that because he doesn't care about Graham. it he doesn't care about one little bit. He just wants I to just help love the flags. flags. Yeah, he does. <laughs> Thomas, Teeth and flags. I'm not doing a Graham impression. 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 I'm not doing a Graham I, uh, I'm just so passionate about Newcastle United, man. I, ho- I hope we win. <laughs> You've stitched him up there, man. My uh, sunburn's getting more red. Because <laughs> you've mentioned the owners, uh, and so you met Murdad and Amanda Stavely. That's right, yeah? Me, dad. Me, dad. Uh, yeah. Was um, Jamie Rubin there at that point? No. So no. it's only Merida that you, yes. you've met face to face, right? Okay. What was his thoughts and everything on it? Was was he as as praiseful as everybody else? Oh, he absolutely loved it. He loves us. He absolutely loves us, doesn't he? Like he loved waving him. that little flag. He like... did. He did. <laughs> he asked. He asked when he said for that game as well. He was like, "Is my flag on my seat?" Did he like, tell yeah, you where so... he sat? Uh-huh. Did he tell you where he sat? Well, you I would just imagine. Oh, by the way, like my seat's this one, as if we didn't know. Oh no, he didn't. <laughs> no. But he's just like. He... He's just he, he, very down to earth. He offered us the world, really, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. Um, so that's my next question because you mentioned that there's a question from Lauren here, and this was sent in a couple of times. Um, so we'll pick this one out, and it says, Have the new owners hinted at maybe offering to support from a financial perspective? Y- yes, yeah, 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 because have, yeah, I think they see the potential of it all. Um, they they want the club to be united from top to bottom, and that includes the stands. So I think they want to give us as much support and as much help as we can possibly get. The ball is very much in our court, I think, um, and that that's something for us to control. Um, we we want to keep it in our court as well. We want to kind of make sure that it remains fan-funded, yeah. fan-led, um, independent of the club, so to speak. But I, I think look, looking at it from a more global point of view, if you look at everything with the club now, how... Um, the, this new um, what's he called Dan Ashworth yeah Ashworth like he's coming in he's I don't know if you've seen his interview yet but he's been talking about how he wants to link up all the parts of the club and and really the fans are, are a massive part of that mm-hmm. so like we've got to kind of be seen to be in, involving ourselves in that level of unity as well there's no point in us being totally unique from the club if we can work with them and work with them in a constructive way that gets wins at the end of the day that benefits us all um, but like I say, like we do want it to be kind of fan funded and, and led by the fans. I think it's. I think that's important. Voice, really. Yeah, I think that's important. I think it, if I ever got to the stage where, like, let's say with a pulley system and we really need the help, then we're happy to reach out yeah. to them. I think for now, the way that it's going, the fans keep it keep it going, don't they? So why yeah. why change I, that? I, I feel as if yeah. if and I love the fact that it's fan funded, but I feel as if that point when you take it away from the fans, 
then people may be overcritical with some form of displays and seeing all the club must have had some sort of seeing this display and stuff like that. And you don't want to be that. You, you want no. fans and the likes of you guys coming up with those displays and, and spontaneous displays, like the same maximum one. Joe Linton got a flag. Nobody expected that. So that you need to keep that with the fans. Really. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I, but they 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 fully accept that as well. Yeah. They, they, it's not like they're putting any pressure on us. Mm. Like Jamie Rubin made a donation to the flags as well, um, which is obviously incredible. It's accepted, of course yeah. it is. We're not going to turn that down. But it's just that it's it's um it's not as if it's funding it. It's it was a donation like any other donation we yeah, get, yeah. whether it's whether it's five hour or whatever mm-hmm. over 100 quid which you know what it is as well so it feels probably i mean we put out that jamie rubin donated but like we get some ridiculous donations yeah, like, yeah, like from, from abroad for american fans and stuff like that yeah. people from all around the world just sending stupid amount of money mm-hmm. like it's it's I think it's, it's surreal. Singapore or somewhere. Ah, it's, like, it's, just like the singapore fans, fans club it's it's yeah. weird <laughs> But it's uh, it's fantastic. That's it? like, it's, it's unreal. Like Tommy says, whether it's a five or a five, doesn't, it doesn't, doesn't matter. Like, it all it all contributes. So, so when it comes to like to the cost of these displays up, do you, obviously you understand how much is in the kitty and how much is in the bank when it comes yeah. to the display? Do, do you look and think that's going to work out a bit too pricey? It's not going to leave us with enough for, yeah. for the display after that. The display after that is the case where it's game by game and. and Trying to not necessarily cut costs, but trying to keep it on a, on a level playing field. Really, it's, it's probably game by game, and like, we don't really sod it. Just spend it. Like there, there has been times that we can't afford it. Yeah, there's no doubt about yeah. that. Um, because stuff is quite expensive. Brexit is a huge mm. problem because it, you know, it just adds to the price and you know, the price that we uh, then nick your flag. Yeah, no. yeah. Um, so it's it's one of those that we we. We, we try and do the best that we possibly can, but there is limitations sometimes on finances. Um, but yeah, but, I, I think we'll just try and cut the cloth accordingly. And we do always try to aim and do the biggest best that we can, really, I suppose. Um, worry I worry suppose about it when it comes back. to I mean, even the Arsenal display, we had to dial back a little bit in, yeah. in a creative way. Um, the Milburn stand was the one with the foils without the foil flags, slight cost difference to them, but it was enough to enable us to get it done. Um, just li- little decisions like that that probably aren't that obvious to others, but because we're in amongst it all, we're obviously mm. aware of. Brexit's a huge one. Yeah. Like uh, customs, costs, and, and import import taxes and stuff. And, yeah. stuff. And, and these are things that you don't know up until the point until where they arrive at until it's customs at the UK. as well. Yeah. yeah. By the way, you're over this amount of money. Yeah, no, it is. Hand it, over to you. Mm-hmm. it genuinely is, yeah. yeah. Uh, Ryan, on a scale of 1 to 10, right? how much do you like foils? Minus ten. <laughs> I cannot stand them. Tell people that the problem with foils, they look good. I don't they're... know why Ryan's whinging. He didn't put any of them out. <laughs> do not make it? me repeat what he, I told you before. He, he was, his work pants, his dirty work he was, pants. He was though. in there for five days. He didn't put one foil on a seat. Put your teeth out on this. Because basically, with the with the foils, it just comes in one row. Where the foil flags come in a bundle, and you can just drop them in between the seats. Job's good. Foils got to be individually peeled off, placed over the seats, elastic band onto the next one. You did it, Chris. By by time you do, like I think the first game we're done, foils was the unity display against Chelsea. By time we're done the Gallagher stand, like my fingers they were just red off the elastic bands and again, full stadium. Thought we're just going to do the Gallagher and the never again, never, 
So Never at the again. point now where we work out next season, you will not see any files in St. James's no, Park. Not the individual. <laughs> not the individual files. Nah. If it's going to be that, not a flag, flag, yeah. file flag has to be a flag. Because they're easier to do and set up. They're so, a bit more durable as well, aren't they? Really? Like you can, you can oh, absolutely. Gather them in, you can easily put them Yeah, we've done that with but a lot you of the Arsenal it, ones. As well. It's not that easy, is it? Like that bit no. of file. You've got to Especially put a plastic band over it, yeah. When the wind gets up. And then... That's it, the wind. But do you remember when we were putting them out for the Austin game? We'll and we went through and we realised we'd covered all the seat numbers. <laughs> it's like we're just anticipating looking over at the Melbourne stand on the day of the game, seeing all these people kicking off because they kind of find their seat. <laughs> that was at one point. I think it was That's there. what happens when you get the amateurs in. <laughs> Johnny, Johnny was doing one section like that. Then we looked over and we're like, why are was different to this? Then we looked down and somebody went, Covered the seat numbers, by the way. There's <laughs> a good a thousand seats had the seat numbers covered. Like we, we made a similar blooper in the uh, leases end as well with that game because we'd, we'd actually done all the blue star and everything. We did the same in the East Stand to be fair as well. We'd pull the flags out, but then it got the wind picked up, didn't it? And I think it was Saturday night, and they just uh, blew them everywhere. Blew everywhere, so like so, we had to go and redo half. So the, Sunday night, uh, yeah, we, I went through the seats on the Sunday night, and me and a couple of others went in on the day of the game as well to put the blue. We just had to make sure the blue was spot on. Around that, it was it would work, but it was uh, the blue had to be perfect. What, what's what's the difference then between using the foils and using the flags? Um, I think they look better. I think you saw yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. I, I, the 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 blue star that looked absolutely yeah. incredible. That I don't think that would have worked with foils because with a flag, if someone's waving a flag, that could almost cover three or four seats. Yeah, that if someone is in there. If someone's not there when it's just a bit of foil, mm. it'll be a huge gap. Whereas the flag covers it just a lot better, just way more expensive. There's been a couple of shouts about, about people leaving the ground with, with the flags, but I think the amount of flags that are on display, the amount that leave the football ground in St. James's Park, it's very minimal. Yeah, and yeah. You, you do have people on the outside that are basically giving them a heads up, by the way, mate, you shouldn't be taking that out. It's not yours. But it's probably a lot of people that don't go to, to St. James's Park on a regular basis that think that you can just move. But I've noticed a couple of times now that the club are putting announcements over the tannoys saying, leave your flags yeah. in, the, in the ground and not be taken. It, it's not something which you necessarily get, get so angry about because they can be replaced and it is very minimal. Yeah. Is there anything that the club can do more to stop that from happening? I think it's um, it's a one for us to work with the club on. Um, we've got a few ITRs, such as putting bins by the um, the doors as people leave, uh, put placards up on each turnstile, yeah. um, just informing the stewards, which generally they're all well informed now anyways, and as are yeah. the fans by the tannoy. Um, so it's it's kind of just um, damage limitation in that sense. Um, I think words obviously getting out and people are kind of self-policing, telling people not to take them as well. Mm -hmm. Whether or not people listen to that is their own prerogative. Um, but the the to to sort of um touch on what you were saying about the the effect of it, it's financially each flag probably isn't a big effect to us. But the thing is, we've got a, a bit of a duty of care for the the money that's donated to us. So yeah. we've got to be seen to be looking after people's money. We can't just say, oh, this is Joe Brog over here. I was nicking a flag. It was never contributed. Mm -hmm. But you know, the, the other fellow over here has contributed twenty quid, and his money's going into his hands basically. So we're kind of the intermediate and all of that, and we've got to try and manage that. But and somebody not long ago that tried to pinch one of the huge. Yeah, ones I don't get that. I don't get that. That's what, what that, do you that's do? That's stupidity. That's just stupidity. What was like, it, five by five meters? It was like yeah, it was one size. of the. It was one of the massive ones. The five by five. Huge one. Was another. We are the mags one. 
or something like that. There was another blue away one coming at the Leeds' end or something. No, there was, there was that, that one, was but there was a bigger one. Uh, you know, the away the lads ones we got. Absolutely. It was a steward that stopped them. How do you walk out with that and think, what are you going to do with that? And when he was stopped, he says, I didn't know that you couldn't take them. <laughs> no one's ever done that before. <laughs> I, I just want to say that the flags that were on that wall, yeah, they were nicked. They weren't nicked. They were nicked. They were just <laughs> never handed back. Yeah, it's three on one. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> the, the other thing with it as well is like we've got to be careful that people don't feel that they can't take the wrong flags because this is the issue. Because there are there are people that do. We that. would love yeah, people. Yeah, like we don't. We don't flags. want it to be abusive as well. Like you know what you were saying before about self policing. As long as it's in the right place, yeah. just. Just giving them a nice reminder. Oh, Hopefully no. they'll bring it back next time yeah, after they've no done much. waving it in front of the TV for match of the day. I'll go through a couple of more questions just, just before we wrap this one up. Uh, one of them is, I'll come to you, Ryan. Have you had any other fan groups contact War Flags? So I know when, when obviously War Flags first uh, took over from Gallagher Flags, Gallagher Flags have been in discussion with different supporters group, how they do flag displays and things like that. Yeah. Is anybody coming to use now? Um, I think the main one we've got is, is it Plymouth? Are you talking about other clubs or other Newcastle clubs? Fans? Newcastle. Other, other uh, clubs, other fans. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think the one of the ones we've had quite a bit of contact with for a number of years is Plymouth Argyles fans. And they've seen what we've done and they wanted to know like how we go about things, uh, where we get the flags from. Spreadsheets. Did you say spreadsheets? How I've mentioned <laughs> spreadsheets because Hartlepool is Hartlepool. another big one. Because, yeah. of, because of locality, mm. we were sort of getting orders sent together. Okay. Yeah, and right, they, okay. their so lads would come up and get them uh, from us and all that sort sense, of stuff yeah. at no cost to any of our donations. By the way, mm. it was just um, yeah, it just made sense because it, I think it actually saved us money with delivery. Um, with, Preston it, is another new one, so but even like you Hearts. On, you're on the Twitter, so you know. You just get loads, honestly. You get, you get loads, but we're always willing to give out pointers. Does that does that make whatever. you feel a bit like proud of yourself that that is people looking at you thinking these are set up like. Top of top no, of the um, game now in, in in English football, and you said at the very start of this that that one of the best in England, but easily the best for me. And I'm no, not just saying that because obviously being a Newcastle fan, no new lads, but there's nobody class. even comes close. Of course, Palace have their section and things like that, but nobody can can I believe nobody can replicate what happened at that Arsenal game or even come close to that. No, no not when it's put, not as, not when it's put together by like fans, fan, like a fan funded group, like yeah. we are. It's it, it, no, nice. You see teams where they'll do a full stadium display where everything's organised for the club, paid for by the club, they get the pay people to come in and do it. And it's like, for us to be on the level that we are, for what we do being just a fan group, it's absolutely insane. And, and no not one, a single clapper inside there. Not a single yeah, clapper. Yeah. Not a single clapper. Although we do keep getting told off Leicester fans on their Twitter that it's not painted so it doesn't count. Yeah, our flags don't count because we don't paint them all <laughs> no, that, That's another thing. You do get like some other clubs. Can have a pop. Yeah, Leicester's the main one, isn't it? it is. like, right. I'm not being funny, but Leicester, sure that Leicester have clappers. I'm not being funny, <laughs> and goal but music. Like, and goal music. Like, do one. <laughs> so, to, to end it on this one, okay, and this one was from Ashley that says, how do you progress from the Arsenal display? Um, but can it? Because Graham went too big too soon. Um, <laughs> pulleys. Pulley system, that's all we can do. It's just diversifying it, isn't it? It's yep. just doing something different with what we've already done. So, all right, we've, we've done the Blue Star, we've done United. We've done the UFC, Howie the Lads, yeah. all in the files. So, but we're never doing files again, it's flags. <laughs> no so, more files. No more files. Basically. 
it's con- it's just it's keeping it fresh going along with what's happening on the pitch. Mm. So I think that's, we, that's the best we race. couldn't give an answer because we don't know what's gonna happen in two weeks' time. Yeah. So, Anniversaries yeah. pop up all the time. Nah. Yeah. You know, all that sort of stuff that we can easily, you know, there'll be Something things to do, won't we'll there? Try to touch on with the Kelly one, and that's just keeping the history alive. Aye, that's yeah. it. And then yeah. like ed- for love of a better term, educating younger people coming through because a lot of fans now have, have only experienced the Ashley era. Mm-hmm. I mean, I I wasn't old enough to really know about the Kelly goal and everything like that, but it's it's keeping like the older fellas or, or or ladies who are no longer able but like capable of going it's keeping their memories alive keeping mm-hmm. keeping their time alive at the club and and then doing it the same for our parents then hopefully no it's done by our kids for us eventually you know what i mean and it's just keeping all of that alive so yeah how how can people get involved thomas either donating or helping out so in terms of donating we we um put the donation link online uh, on social media, either Twitter or Facebook, uh, you can just go to the War Flags website, um, and you'll easily find the the donate button on there. Facility for direct debits now as well. There is, yeah. yes. Um, obviously, that's something that we're encouraging massively. If people can afford a direct debit every month, even if it's just like a fiver, if you can afford it, great. Obviously, at the minute, we're really not pressuring yeah. donations because it's not just hard for every like it's hard on us in the group yeah. like financially mm. we're all getting battered at the minute so if no one's putting money towards flags fine yeah. yeah you know um but with the in terms of volunteering just just kind of get involved in on, on a match day it's hard to like we get so many messages on social media the difficult thing is we don't know you and it's it's that that's quite hard just to randomly pick someone that sent us a, a message on twitter mm from an account that has no name or something like that. And it's like, no name, no it's, picture, it's, re- it's really like... difficult. So it's kind of more just get involved on a match day, come to one of us, you know, either just come and say hello, you want to help out, oh, that's the best way. Mm. Um, but we've got a cracking group of volunteers at the minute. And um, yeah, just just get involved. I think that is the best way to, to say, isn't it? It's, it's hard, it's hard, like I say, to pluck everyone out and put them all in one little group and go from there. Mm. So... Just, just come and say hello. I think I'll, I'll speak for everybody and my appreciation for what War Flags have done, not not just since the stop, but especially the this since since obviously came back in St James's Park has has been phenomenal. It really has. Each week it, it gets better and better. And next season, I think everybody's as excited as what I am looking forward to see see what War Flags can do. And probably like everybody else, War Flags was part of two of the most emotional times I've had in St James's Park. So. I feel like we're bubbling every time I talk about this, but <laughs> the the uh, game after the takeover, mm-hmm. the big yeah. river um, one, and obviously the last game of the season, Arsenal. The Arsenal. Those are moments where I've looked at Mark sat near me, and, and he's a big lad. He stood there crying, tears coming down his face. I've never seen so many blokes crying in one place. It was That was one of the best nights I've ever had in St. James's Park. Yeah, the Arsenal game. Yeah. I've had my season ticket probably uh, 22 years, I think, now, and so I I missed obviously like the nineties. I was just a little bit too young, mm. but like, but we still had some great nights. That was up there, and that was to finish eleventh. Yeah, like it's just I can't I can't I cannot wait. I just cannot wait. Ah, uh, that's, that's what it felt like. It's genuinely what it felt like. I. It doesn't matter how big we get now. Potentially, like I think the back end of this season will be where it all began. Like, yeah, yeah it doesn't matter if you go and win mm. cups and that. I think. For a lot of we'll us who experienced that Arsenal game and experienced the back end of the season, I think mm. everyone will think back and think this this is when it began. 
Yeah. Basically. Well, thanks very much, boys. There's, there's loads of comments came in tonight. Everybody else has shown their appreciation. Thanks for everything that you have done. Um, so, yeah, um, more next season, hopefully. Well, hopefully, definitely, yeah. definitely yeah. more next season from you guys. Uh, thanks, everybody, who has watched tonight. Uh, we will see you next time. Social Podcast Network. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.